The truth is that airports have seen more sincere kisses than wedding halls, and the walls of hospitals have heard more prayers than the walls of a church. Hey guys, it's your girl Pansy, and I'm back with another one. Welcome back to Journeying 21. So today I decided to talk about a very overdue topic. This topic is depression. And in the near future, I will also be touching and uh, releasing episodes pertaining to other aspects of mental health. So stay tuned for that. This podcast episode was actually sparked by a South African YouTuber. Her name is Nosipo and she's also an intern doctor like myself. But she's um, currently, she's almost about to complete her internship and she made a video opening up about depression i highly recommend that you go over to her channel after this and check it out it's a very informative video and she was very vulnerable in it and i commend her for that because there's a lot of stigma around mental health and surprisingly although healthcare professionals have learned extensively about it and advocate to it there is still a lot of hesitancy in coming out and actually seeking that help. Because in this profession, you're somewhat tied to or commended for being resilient. And therefore, people tend to not come forth in fear that maybe their struggles are going to be misinterpreted or them rather being made to feel to be or people rather making them feel inferior or people perceiving that they are not able to cope with this profession of which nobody wants so that's i would that that's i would think the major reason as to why um, people try and toughen it out knowingly or unknowingly now this topic is broad so i'll be taking i'll be breaking it down into little different segments and i hope to do this topic justice And if you identify to be struggling, I hope this episode gives you the courage to seek the help you need. So, for starters, let me just give you some signs and symptoms of depression. Firstly, having a continuous low mood or sadness, feeling hopeless and helpless, having no motivation or interest in things, not getting any enjoyment out of life disturbances in sleep maybe you sleep too much or you sleep too little Um, changes in appetite maybe you're starting to overeat or you just have lack of appetite altogether and struggle just to like have even one meal and this can also contribute to weight changes another thing is unexplained body aches and pains and unexplained lack of energy and most importantly suicidal thoughts so If you identify with any of these signs and symptoms, please do seek help. And remember, you are loved and appreciated. So on today's segment of depression pertaining to healthcare workers, I'll be talking about dealing with death. Dealing with death is one of the trigger factors for obvious reasons. Losing a life has never been easy and no one no one finds it easy whether you're a family member or a friend you don't even have to fit under this category you just have to be human to feel something 
And although, yes, it's part of our job, people often forget that even us, we are human too, and therefore it can take a toll on us. So I'm just going to describe a few um, scenarios and instances just to get you to understand um, different scenarios in which we do have to deal with death and why it has such an impact on us. So firstly, caring for chronic patients. You could be managing or seeing patients in your outpatient clinic that probably come in for routine checkups and then one day they come in and they get diagnosed with a condition. For example, maybe hypertension or diabetes and you continue to manage them for months and even maybe several years through your clinic and sometimes they don't respond well to treatment so then you have to adjust the treatment or even up the dosage and sometimes they might even acquire other illnesses on top of this condition and it could worsen the already existing condition so in such cases depending on how severe it is you can go for, from seeing someone as an outpatient meaning in your clinic to an inpatient meaning that they're now hospitalized and them being hospitalized, there are different um, categories of patients that are hospitalized. Some could be stable and still able to do tasks for themselves and get discharged after a few days or weeks after therapy. And um, some, unfortunately, continue to deteriorate despite the efforts and some even code and don't make it. So this tends to also have an effect on us because you've known this person for an extended period of time. Like I keep saying, you're not related to this person, neither are they your friend, but just that human connection. You've been treating this patient, interacting with this person for like an extended period of time. You saw them walking and breathing effortlessly and now you see them struggling to breathe even with an oxygen mask attached to their face you can just imagine just seeing someone and seeing how far they've come and now the state of their life it it tends to have a toll on you even though you've studied years of medicine even though you are somewhat briefed on how to deal with these situations they can never be enough briefing another scenario is caring closely for critical patients um, there's a YouTuber I watched, I think she's called Violin MD. Check her out on YouTube. She's a medical doctor who's also an incredible violinist. She talked about one of her rotations in ICU. Now, for those of you who don't know, ICU is critical care. And the prognosis of a lot of these um, patients are not quite good. So it's different. The rate of deaths in a general ward to the rate of deaths in ICU is far much greater and just experience, experiencing that throughout her rotation took a toll on her. So caring for critical patients also does have an effect on you. Another one is unsuccessful resuscitations. Sometimes as I'm doing a resuscitation, I can hear my inner self just saying, come on, come on, come on, please God, like let them come back through and all of that like you really you're really hoping that this person will pull through and sometimes they just don't make it and it's it's one of the things that comes with the job some of the resuscitations are unsuccessful i actually had a colleague where um after his call he was like 
I need to take a break. Because apparently that night he had three patients code roughly at the same time. And unfortunately, all the resuscitations were unsuccessful. So just imagine that all the chest compressions, the bagging, all of that. And in your mind, you're just like, oh, come on, pull through. And then another person codes and another person codes. And unfortunately, neither of the three make it. It, it does a lot to you, especially all of that in one night. Another thing is remembering deaths. So um, in my assumptions video, I actually talked about this. Um, one of the assumptions was, do doctors cry after deaths? We might not cry, but some deaths really do have an impact on us. And some patients we never forget. Like I remember the first patient I would say I cared for that um, passed on. I was, I was still a student at that time. I was doing my elective year rotation. And this is one of the patients who was very patient and kind enough to allow me to learn and practice my physical examinations on them, like do a thorough chest examination and they didn't mind and they were very um, helpful in that manner. And yeah, I went on to do other rotations in the hospital, meaning that I shifted from that department where that patient was and still the patient was still hospitalized during my um, different rotations. And there was a point where um, I saw this patient when I was doing my oncology um, rotation because he had newly been diagnosed with um, cancer at that time. And yeah, it, it was just sad to see someone who had somewhat life and could walk to go to feeling too weak and being in a wheelchair to going to bedridden. And one of the days where I passed through the ward to check up on um, the patient to find out that the patient is no longer. So imagine something, this happened, what, three years ago, but I still remember it today. And other deaths I do remember, not all, but there are certain patients that the manner in which they die or the manner in which they deteriorate, it tends to stick with you. And this is not just for me, a lot of doctors, um, go through things like this so this is just a few scenarios just to try and get you to understand some of the things that we go through and ways in which it might lead to depression right so how how to cope now we're looking at the the solution aspect so most hospitals um, abroad and I'd commend them I, I really commend them for this they have something that we call death debriefing so certain hospitals they do it within the first um, 48 hours they call everyone who was working that shift and probably um, dealt with the resuscitation of that patient or just whoever was working in that cubicle and closely attending to that patient and they talk about the, it's mostly physician-led, and pretty much what they try and do is to talk about the scenario and that led up to the death and the condition that the patient had, and they try and get how 
each doctor is feeling pertaining to that situation and they discuss it and they encourage and they give you um they offer certain channels of which you can seek help if it's still having an effect on you but unfortunately here in the setting that i work i'm not sure if they do it in other hospitals in botswana but since i was a student up till now there are many deaths that i've encountered and so has my colleagues but there's never been a death debriefing session not even once so you can imagine and um really everyone just has to go about their business after that which is actually sad because sometimes you just need sometimes you just need a platform to let things out and then if people identify that no truly you are struggling more than the average then they would probably allocate you to a counselor psychologist whatever so that you can um cope better and get things off your chest so the hallmark of coping with this is talking hence the death debriefing session which i really think and i really feel that botswana really has to incorporate it and if other countries around the world aren't it's something worth considering and if not that talking to a friend a family member a fellow professional someone who gets what you're going to sometimes talking to a fellow intern in my position um it really helps because sometimes you don't really have to go into depth of things they will understand the situation just because they are also in the same um um occupation field another thing is you know if you find yourself not coping step aside take some time out because you have to take care of yourself first because before you can even think of taking care of another person it's it's very vital to take some time out and just recognize that you know what I'm not coping it's becoming overwhelming it's a bit too much right now and just take some space like I'm somewhat glad that I don't practice in my hometown because sometimes when things get too overwhelming I can just take a trip to um family members in either the capital city or visit my family back in my home village it's it's more it's therapeutic family time you get to talk to them and it's also a way of just getting a new environment and taking a breather and taking some time away from the hospital um aspect of things So I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to shed light on this topic. So any of any one of you who's considering going into medicine, this is not a scare episode. It's just it's one of our realities sadly and this episode is also advocating that we take things like this more seriously because the suicidal rate of doctors is incredibly high and it's extremely saddening. want to lose their life this way and why because there are not many outlets for us to talk about what we're going through and there's a lot of stigma still around depression if you find yourself struggling as a healthcare professional with your mental health you can google some support groups online every country has one 
every country has a network for mental health that you can become a part of and get help through that and also if you've been having suicidal thoughts the suicide hotline for Botswana is 39111270 it's a very deep serious not so light topic but it's something that we have to talk about we're losing too many lives in the healthcare system and it's about time something is said thank you for tuning in again hope you got some useful information out of this video and i just urge you just to take maybe 5 minutes after this episode to check up on someone and genuinely ask how they're doing it could be a close friend family member whoever just check up on someone cuz you never know what people are going through and most of the time people think that they might be burdening you with their issues and hence don't speak up so thank you for tuning in once again this is journey 21 taking on depression Have a wonderful evening. Love and light from me.